Godfather is talking Steelers. What a leaping grab by Antonio Brown on the near sideline. Incredible. Comes to the sideline. Intercepted on a leaping interception by TJ Watt. It's all Steelers with Stan Saverin. Saverin on Steelers on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Carson Palmer with two receivers to the right, one to the left. Under center is backpedaling to throw the ball. And he throws it, and it's intercepted by Troy Palomaro. He's got it at the 20. Wheels and deals at the 15. He's down inside the 15 to the 10 and still on his feet. And he goes down to where? The touchdown. That's where it goes. Troy Palomaro wheeled and dealed after he pulled off that interception, leaning to his right. Boy, you'll never forget that, will you? Troy Polamalu intercepting Carson Palmer and running him over on top of it at the goal line. They were roommates at USC. Hello. Uh, by the way, pretty soon we're going to have to change that open because we've got the Antonio Brown touchdown catch. They probably won't want that in there after March the 13th. But anyway, uh, every Tuesday we're going to be talking about nominees for the class of 2019 for the Steelers Hall of Honor. Uh, and speaking of which, I'm honored to be a member of the selection committee. Uh, and we'll have a couple, three names to toss around. I'd like to get your thoughts on them. Today, we're going to be discussing Troy Polamalu and Heinz Ward. By the way, in conjunction with the program, what we're also going to be doing on Wednesdays, we'll be talking to one of the great Steelers from the past, either a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame or the Steelers Hall of Honor. And I'm really proud to say that our guest tomorrow, our initial guest in this series for about two months' worth, will be... Donnie Shell. Donnie was uh, inducted into the first Hall of Honor class. Uh, many think he should have already been in Canton, Ohio, but in any event, he is in the Hall of Honor. And Donnie Shell will be my guest tomorrow at 1.20. Where do you begin with Troy Polamalu? What can you possibly say about him? He is used or held up as an example of not judging a high draft pick too early or making a definitive judgment on a player. When Troy Polamalu was drafted, he could not break the starting lineup. Now, the Steelers were a very good team back then, but he was a backup. He played special teams. Once in a while, he'd, you know, they, they didn't play as many, you know, nickel and dime situations like they do now with three safeties, that kind of thing. But a lot of people thought that he was a big bust out. Remember, the Steelers traded up and they went a big distance. They went, they were 27th in the draft, and Kevin Colbert and Bill Coward loved Polamalo so much that they were able to move up 11 spots to get him with Kansas City. Kansas City dropped back to 27th and ended up taking running back Larry Johnson out of Penn State, who was very good for a while and then kind of 
had issues and burned out. But Polamalu, Steelers loved him, but he didn't start. He hardly played. And a lot of commentators around here said, wow, a terrible selection. I remember one game he did get in very late. I believe they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, as I recall. And he was in position to intercept a pass, and it went right through his hands. And everybody said, oh, boy. Well, it didn't take long for that to turn around. The thing about Troy Polamalu that I'll always remember, and I, you know, there are certain things, the hair. Remember he got tackled by the hair? He intercepted a pass, and, and the guy was against Cincinnati, I think. Um, and it might have been Hushman Zada who was chasing him. I don't remember. But he tackled him by the hair hanging out the back of his helmet, which, by the way, is very legal in the NFL. Maybe it should be outlawed. I don't know. I guess the issue is if you don't want your hair pulled, then either cut it or stuff it up in the helmet. Be that as it may. The thing about Troy Polamalu was he was unique. There had been safeties as good as he was, maybe better, but not many of them embodied the kind of game that he could play. In fact, he may have been more known for his ability to rush the passer to make plays at the line of scrimmage in the run game than it was for defending passes. Although he had some awfully big interceptions, the one against Cincinnati, which won a game. Let's remember the game in Indianapolis, which actually changed the rule of possession. Remember that? Maybe the best interception was against the San Diego Chargers, then San Diego. He scooped the ball up with one hand off the ground and protected it from hitting the ground, thereby getting the interception. But I'm sure everybody will remember the kinds of things that he could do, jumping over the line of scrimmage. Now, sometimes it, he was offside, but you'll remember the play. It was like LeVar Arrington did it in college. He leaped over the line of scrimmage and tackled the quarterback who had no idea what had happened to him. And the thing about Troy Polamalu is it's not like he was some unusual size. He wasn't. He was only about 5'10". That's about it. I don't know what they listed him as. He was only about 5'10". But he was really compact, obviously, at tremendous speed. And when he hit you, an opposing wide receiver running back said, did anybody get the number of that truck? He, he was interesting in that his on-field persona was nothing like what he was in person. Steeler fans are aware, very soft-spoken, very religious. Never heard him raise his voice, not only in anger, but just raise his voice, period. Always talk very softly and talk like Michael Jackson talked. That's the way he talked. 
The thing about Troy Polamalu in the Hall of Honor, one of the things we, we've done as a committee, recognizing that the ground rules set up by Art Rooney and Dan while he was alive, was that anybody who went into Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame automatically gets put into the Steelers Hall of Honor. I mean, obviously, if you competed as a Steeler or a Steelers employee and you're in Canton, then you belong in the Hall of Honor. It makes sense. And one of the things about Troy, of course, we had to wait until he's eligible. And I mentioned yesterday the same thing about Alan Fanica. We thought he'd be in Canton, and we wouldn't need to add him to the class necessarily because he'd automatically be in. He'd be in both. Same thing with Troy Polamalu. I mean, Troy Polamalu is going to be in Canton. But based on what we've seen in recent years with Fanica and people getting snubbed all the time, you know, I talk about Alan Fanica. You know, we've had uh, Tony Baselli on as a guest to preview Jacksonville games. Tony Baselli might have been the best tackle of his time. He's not in. So you never know what they're going to do. You never know what the dynamic's going to be. And again, everyone on the list that we have, the committee has for the All of Honor, deserves to be in there. Just a matter of when. I don't know, maybe by the time we make our decision, we'll have an inkling where Troy Polamalu is going to end up. He will end up in Canton. The question is, we're going to say, we're not waiting for them because you never know. And should he go in right now, meaning this year? His waiting period is up. Another no-brainer is Heinz Ward. Now, the narrative has changed. For the longest time, it was held that Swan and Stallworth were the best two Steelers receivers of all time. That narrative has changed with Antonio Brown. That's a bad word around here, but but Heinz Ward, I don't know if he's the greatest receiver, but he certainly was one of the top three or four receivers of all time. And the thing about Hines was, by the way, Luce Cannon tweets and says, um, actually the guy who mentioned the tackle by the hair was Larry Johnson. Were they playing the Chiefs that day? But you remember him running down the sideline and got yanked down, no penalty, shouldn't have been, it's legal. The thing that struck me always about Hines Ward is that he, he didn't have the speed of some great receivers. He didn't have the height. He's maybe six feet. He didn't have the jumping ability of a Lynn Swan or the long, elegant gait of a John Stallworth or a Jerry Rice. But there he was. He's one of those guys. He just got open. He had plenty of skills. He was a great athlete. Remember, he was a quarterback at Georgia. But when you think about the prototypical wide receiver, not many of those attributes fit 
Heinz Ward, and yet he was a great receiver, 1,000 catches, didn't always play with great quarterbacks. Remember, Heinz was drafted in 98. Ben didn't show up till 04. All that should be taken into account. And then, much like Troy Polamalu, Troy could do things that other safeties couldn't do or wouldn't, like Ed Reed, who was a great player, but he wasn't going to come up and stop Jerome Bettis if his life depended on it. But Heinz Ward did things that other wide receivers, again, didn't want to or couldn't. And I'm talking about blocking. And I'm talking about playing with an edge. And I'm talking about setting a tone. My goodness, there's a rule, the Heinz Ward rule on the crackback block with Keith Rivers. There's something to be said about being tough. I think if you play pro football, you're pretty tough. But Heinz Ward played it on the edge. I think part of his success was that You better have your head on a swivel because 86 might be coming at you. Rick says, I think Hines would have had more receptions if the Steelers uh, had a better quarterback before Big Bender was drafted in 04. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's fair. But also, let's remember back in those days, they had Jerome Bettis and they had Eric Pegram and others. They were a running team. So that was part of it, too. You know, they didn't really throw the ball that often. But he was an integral part of that run game as well. I mean, it goes without saying that both Troy Polamalu and Heinz Ward are among the greatest, not only at their position, but among the greatest Steelers ever. And they have rings. Don't forget that. A guy who has four rings will be my guest tomorrow at 120. That would be Donnie Shell, the great safety who's in the Steelers Hall of Honor. He'll talk about his Steelers experience and what it means to him to be the hall in the Hall of Honor and talk about his thoughts about some of the other guys who are eligible this year. That'll be tomorrow at 120.